Is the Mola Arena the most difficult arena to play in the National Hockey League in 2022? We're going to ask that question on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Might be early to ask it, but we're going to ask it anyways. So be sure to stay locked in. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome everyone to Locked On Coyotes. This episode brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. I'm your host, Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlock right beside me on today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And yes, that includes on YouTube. We got a great show for you guys on today's episode. We are talking, uh, we're going to have a discussion today about the Mold Arena because the Coyotes are going to be coming back for, you know, a three game homestand and going back away for the boat. But they've got a lot of home games coming up. So might as well talk about the Mold Arena um, and everything that comes with it. It's been a while since we did because it's been, you know, outside of the two games I just had last weekend. It's been a while since we've talked about the mullet. Um, and let's go and start off, Carl. And I know teasing y'all with that question, we're going to answer that in a little bit. I do want to address something, though, that it was really wild that happened last week and that, you know, news articles are picking it up in the last 24 to 48 hours, which is making things really interesting. If you haven't been following, a fight broke out in the stands at the Mullet Arena between uh, Boston Bruins fans and Arizona Coyotes fans at the Boston Bruins Coyotes game on last Friday. And uh, it was a, a good, like a whole like two, three rows of fans just getting in a brawl. But what's interesting, Carl, is the new, the, the latest news coming out is uh, a fan lost a fingertip yeah um i think it was just like the flesh of the fingertip uh craig morgan said it didn't get to the bone uh which is good because looking at your fingers that i imagine that's something that could be easily removed uh as any wood shop teacher would tell you um but it was a it was a pretty crazy story uh it was really interesting to see it kind of happen um and coyotes twitter really knew about it like right after uh if not the the morning after and now it's just starting to get out there in the in the national media and uh yeah it was a it was a pretty crazy scene yeah it was like you know pretty wild to see all that go down you know i saw the video footage I think the night of, like, you know, within hours after it happened, or if not, just the very next morning. And I was like, wait, you know, what the hell is this? Um, And the crazy thing is just to see, you know, everything that went down. Yeah, losing the finger is the weirdest part about this. But, you know, there, like, there was 
think about how many fans were involved in this and how big it got and just how crazy that how crazy it was for fans to get to that point uh i'm trying to remember what happened up to leading that i think there was just like some egging on shortly after lawson kraus had scored a goal if i'm not mistaken yeah and I don't think we're ever going to know like all of the things that led up to it. I'm sure you don't get a, a fight like that. Like just after a goal, there's probably, you know, tension brewing for a while. Um, if not the whole game, uh, looks like there was five citations and one arrest for this, which is just not something you expect to see. Uh, also I, I feel like we need to be very clear. Uh, do not do this. Uh, do no. not have yeah, absolutely like in it, an arena. Here's or, yeah, here, here, here's the big thing. You, uh, depending on what fan you are, if you are a Bruins fan or if you are a Coyotes fan, um, either way, like you know, whoever's fault it was, it doesn't matter. Like, do not fight in the like you know, do not we we don't just don't condone violence inside the arena. Because yeah. people are going to these games to have a good time, to enjoy a hockey game, and to see something like this. Is it funny for us spectators to kind of watch it happen and, you know, those weird things happen? A little bit. Yeah. But, you know, after we get those giggles out, we're like, oh, crap, you know, someone got seriously hurt. Um, you know, people got arrested. Now there's like, you know, they was putting into a light of, you know, some fans looking at Coyotes fans as evil and some people are looking at Bruins fans as evil, depending on what side. Like, we don't want this. We just want to enjoy the game. Yeah. And, you know, as we saw with that fight, it, it does it cannot be just contained. It tends to have like a spillover effect and you don't want to, you know, end up hurting anyone like especially like an innocent bystander people who bring kids to games so like don't want to have someone swing when there's like a small child that doesn't know well enough to get out of the way i i just i i don't want that to be the case hopefully this is the last time we see a fight at mold arena i do kind of wonder though because the uh you know it's a new arena they may not necessarily have the precautions in place to like de-escalate these kind of situations uh i'm sure they're going to be have a much larger police presence uh at future games um if that hasn't started already i can almost guarantee that's going to be the case speaking of which another somewhat funny thing i'll mention that did happen um was the uh the policeman that was there one of the policemen that was there supermaning on top of the pile yeah um that was a scene to be seen. It it was a chaotic visual spectacle. Uh, I think that's kind of like the thing that stands out right away. And, and just not something you expect to see. Like, I, I cannot think of the last time I saw a fight like that. Uh, you occasionally see videos of like fights at games, but they tend to be like, smaller until something dumb happens this was like a a brawl at a concert yeah it's it, it it it's something that like again like we said it was absolutely wild and a you know like a 
weird thing to see and something that we hope that we'll never see again because yeah. of, you know, the image and just the overall, you know, um, I, you know, idea of having be, of being safe and fun at, a, at an event like that. So if you're, if you're ever at a game and you feel like the tensions are starting to boil over with people, just, there there is staff in place to de-escalate and make sure that things do not get to that level uh, most arenas will have like numbers that you can call you can text and get someone out there and just kind of stop it from getting that far uh, like i said it, it doesn't just start with a massive brawl there's usually something that's happening long before then uh, and this could have been stopped before someone lost the tip of their finger it could have been, but you know, we'll never know the. We'll probably never know the full story um, unless we get you know sworn testimony from every single person involved in that fight. We will never get. We'll never get the full the, the full the full story. But until then, that's you know you know felt like it'd be uh, we had to address it because it's uh, this is a mullet arena episode, and you know and the news articles. We're coming up, but we're going to keep talking about Mullet Arena. We're going to ask that question. Is the Mullet Arena the most difficult arena to play in the National Hockey League this season? We'll have our thoughts in a moment. But first, a word from Carl. This message brought to you by Bet Online. Bet, or, Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. It's where you can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the World Cup and hockey. They've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, which of course you do, you're listening to a sports podcast, you can find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get all your betting information. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. I want to thank everyone once again for making Locked On Coyotes your first listen every day. For your second listen, be sure to check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter most, the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with, with, uh, with local experts and insights. Only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today is available on this app, on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So let's go ahead, Carl, and now let's officially ask the question, is the Mullet Arena the hardest arena to play in the National Hockey League? Um, I'm going to give a quick answer, and I'll let, I, I want to know what your thinks. I'm going to say, yes, it is this year. Uh I I kind of agree. I'm not sure we're gonna we're gonna agree for the same reasons though. So this is interesting. Um, yeah, you know, I think that's what makes it a that, that's what makes this a really good question, right? Because you know, anyone who's listened to the show for long enough know that you and I agree on a lot of things, but we also disagree on a lot of like simple, you know some simple ideology like and here is something where we're very likely going to have very different reasons and why it's a difficult place to play yeah uh i mean the numbers kind of hold out that it's difficult the coyotes are three two and one at mold arena which is not the record you would expect them to have 
and they've beaten teams like the, you know, uh, Florida Panthers, the Boston Bruins, uh, took the Winnipeg Jets to overtime, got close to the New York Rangers. Like, other than the blowout game against the Star or Stars, like, yeah, they've been pretty solid at home. Yeah, they've they've looked pretty solid, and they've and they've you know had a really good um, you know showing outside of that one game. And you know, the Flyers game you can chalk it up as whatever you want because some people look at the Flyers in a negative way. Some people's like, oh, they're okay this year; they're decent, so you get that's a good win. But I'm like, eh, that's just like, all right, that's just a win. The other ones that you mentioned, yes, those were pretty big. The lot, some of the losses that they had, yeah, but they were close. Um, yeah. And and the other wins they had were good wins, including especially the game against Boston. That was a big win. Yeah, and, and I will say, like the Bruins, they're they're not a great team. I would argue they are better than the Coyotes. Um, like even if just a little bit better they're still better than the Coyotes. So like, mm-hmm. any win against the team that's better than you, that's that's a win in my book. Absolutely. And let's get to, you know, some of our thoughts of why we think it's a uh, difficult arena. And I'll start with uh, reason number one for me, Carl. And that is the, um, the idea that the sound has nowhere to go. If you have, you know, when you have fans right on top of you essentially when the noise is right on top of you you know it makes an impact it really does um you know people have talked about you know and i'm going to say you know use the another arena as an example um let's say the bell center in montreal right those fans are die hard and they're loud and um there's the idea that if the further down you go because of the the louder it's going to get because of, you know, that because that's, you know, and when it's down there, it's hard. It's just like hard. You can barely even hear yourself think um, and in a smaller arena like Mullet Arena. That's not the case in that kind of scientific way where it's like where there's so many people and it, the noise just funnels down. Is it? It's the case where there's just no room, so the noise just bounces off of everything, and it sounds a lot louder, a lot louder than how many people are there. Yeah, Th- there is absolutely more space in the average NHL arena for the sound to go, um, and we have experienced that before. Like being at Mullet Arena, one of the things that I saw an article talk about is how you can be standing in line to get your food and have a perfect view of the ice that is unlike any other arena in the national hockey league um and right behind that food vendor is the wall that is the entirety of the space it's a you know a very intimate space uh it's going to be great for its purposes but when you jam that kind of space with a lot of screaming fans if the Coyotes are giving them something to scream about, that's always good. Then you're definitely going to get that. Um, so even though it's it's less people, that noise does just take up more of the arena. Yeah, you know, and that's um, and that's and that's to be expected, right? You know, like 
it's not like like why would let's say like someone build an arena with like noise dampening material on the walls like that's yeah. not the goal of a sports arena you want to try to make it loud and hard to play at if whether you are the arizona coyotes or the arizona state sun devils or whoever else is playing there yeah you know maybe noise canceling to keep the noise like in the building so it doesn't go out but you want your arena to be loud like uh you know as I get older, I enjoy loud arenas a little bit less every year. But the average person, uh, especially the people that they that sports cater to, they want that loud, engaging experience. They want chants. Uh, they want all kinds of fun stuff. Um, so arenas are built to accommodate that. And ASU built an arena that's going to be really loud for any time they fill it. Absolutely. I want to hear uh, one of your reasons. So I, I definitely think that just the newness of the Mullet Arena is giving the Coyotes a significant advantage because no one knows how the boards are. No one knows what the ice quality is. There, there hasn't been much scouting for that. There's only been six games, and that's going to be the case. Like when the New York Islanders come into Mullet Arena, they're going to have no idea what it's going to be like. And I, I think that that is definitely going to influence how the opponents play. If you don't know how the boards react, you can't really do your shots as well. If you don't know how you're going to be skating the day before, you can't prep. And you know, Mold Arena is just a giant question mark for so many teams. Yeah, and so many teams are going to be visiting for the first time. And their first time on the ice, there will be morning skate. Yeah. And morning skate lasts, what, 15 minutes, half an hour? Like, that's not a whole lot of time to really figure it out. Yeah. And it'll it'll be interesting to see if, like, by the end of the season, if teams have started to figure it out um, and the Coyotes record starts to slip, or if we start to see, like, hey, the Central Division teams, they know it well enough by the third time but you get an East Coast team, they don't know it as well. So we may get to see some kind of like fun numbers work out. I'll, I'll be interested to see what those kind of breakdowns are. If you see it move in that, if you, if you see the trend moving in that way, where people are, when, you know, you see a returning team visit there, I'd like to see the numbers behind that and see how much of an impact that it actually makes. I think that would be, I think that'd be an interesting thing to observe and see like the second time the third time the fourth time they visit the arena how adjusted they get to it yeah and uh it'll be interesting to see like how the coyotes learn their new arena they have not had much time to practice there uh they yeah. were on a very long road trip and which and, is why we and, haven't been talking about it and even if they weren't uh on that uh road trip they practice at the ice den scottsdale which has you know very different ice and boards so yeah. that also makes an impact and i and um you know not to mention you know the, the arena i mean yeah the arena itself was done in october but you know the other facilities weren't ready until you know a couple weeks ago so 
I'm surprised yeah. we didn't get like a nice video detailing the visitor locker rooms when the Boston Bruins got there, just because there was like so much kerfuffle the last time. Well, uh, the the idea was because the uh, the locker rooms the Coyotes were using, I believe, was the visitors' locker room at yeah. the time, and the home locker room wasn't ready yet. So because because of that, the Coyotes took the visitors' locker room, and because there was no other locker room available, that's why they used the community iceplex as a makeshift away locker room. The one that made everybody cry like, and just freaking go berserk over for no reason at all. Okay. See, it, it's so long ago, I forget the details of it. Like, that was the, that was the worst controversy. Uh, I think we could all admit like so overblown at the time and you know i always feel like the controversies involving the coyotes are mostly overblown that one just was like yeah man what do you want what do you want to do what, yeah it's temporary who cares absolutely we're gonna give our our uh, final thoughts about mullet arena and you know answering the question is it the hardest arena to play in both both carl and i do you know do agree that it is yes but we have different reasons of why it is. We're going to go finish off our thoughts in just a moment. I do want to uh, you know, give a little bit of a, a PSA, though, from our friends at the uh, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. And that's you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few drinks becomes too many. As the evening comes to an end and, pe and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home, okay? It's no big deal. What are the odds you get pulled over anyways? And even so, what's the worst that can happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you can kill somebody. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. So let's bring on our uh, our final thoughts on uh, you know, answering this question. Is the Mall Arena the most difficult arena to play in? Once again, we do agree that is yes, different reasons. Um, you know, we talked about, you know, I gave a reason talking about, you know, the fan noise. You talked about the the newness, the, the unknown, so to speak. Um, you know, I think another thing, and, you know, I could be completely wrong about this one, but it's the idea, it's, you know, the fans say this, but who knows what else, anyone else people, but people play down the mold arena in the sense like, oh, it's a small arena. It's, they make fun of it, right? So it kind of gives the Coyotes an advantage because a lot of Coyotes players that has been, they have been talked to about it, like while they're not, I wouldn't say to use the word proud of it because that's kind of whatever. But they're like, yeah, you know what? It's kind of cool. Yeah. So they're they're embracing it in the best way they are able to, knowing that it's a temporary solution for them. Okay. Yeah. 
I can, I can see that. Uh, b- before we go any further, I do want to point out that the Boston Bruins have a 15-0-1 record at home, so that is probably the worst arena to play in. Um, but they're a good team. The Coyotes are not. And like you were saying, like teams under it, yeah. underestimating the Coyotes have repeatedly like regretted that decision. We saw that, you know, multiple times at home. I, I definitely say we saw that with the Bruins. Um, but we've also seen that with the Toronto Maple Leafs, who the Coyotes were able to surprise. Like, do not underestimate the Coyotes. The teams that have success go in there ready to play. Yeah, you know, um, that's that's the idea. And I think that's why the the Coyotes had a terrible game against the Dallas Stars. Because I think even though the, like, the Stars went into that game, to, you know, from, from uh, what we were able to talk about, like, they kind of came in ready. They knew, I, I wouldn't say they knew what to expect. They didn't know what to expect. But, you know, they didn't want to take advantage of anything that was going on, right? They're like, oh, okay, we're the better team. We know that. Um, you know, they, you know, took everything seriously. And um, I think the most important part was they started off really quick, really early, which quieted the arena. That was a quiet arena I was in. When I was there as media, like, yeah, it was like you know it was still the mullet arena so it's still louder because you know like i said it's smaller nowhere to go like i mentioned earlier um but you know when the game is you know like six to nothing or whatever like you know you're gonna know it's gonna be quiet as hell yeah i mean that is definitely the case um and there's plenty of reasons why the dallas stars were a team that did that and some of the other teams did not um, we can talk about the fact that, hey, same division. Um, so they didn't want to give any points on the table. But then again, the Jets game was a lot closer. Uh, we can talk about the fact that just Dallas in general has been very good this season. They're at the top of the division. And uh, quite a few players had things going on at the time. Um, I cannot remember what where's their like the start of a point streak um for dallas i know that uh didn't they have a pretty long one earlier this year i think so that's my knowledge just not not coming to me exactly i don't have the numbers on me but it's really hard to remember the games that were like two months ago we had no home games for a month it just makes it very fun to try and like be like oh what was the Molina Real like last time we played um but but yeah it whatever it is like teams do seem to to you know in a very small sample not play well at Molina Arena yeah I also add one more um one more thing and it kind of is a offshoot in a similar fashion to my first for my first reasoning the Coyotes fans embrace the mullet. Okay, yeah. I mean, that goes to the crowd noise. Like, the fact that the, the fans are happy to be there, that's something. Yeah, you know, there are so many fans out there. That, you know, I look at fan pages, I look whatever. They're like, oh, I'm not going to pay that much money for a single game ticket. That's ridiculous. But, you know... 
I think it really kind of, you know, the Mold Arena in, in its small capacity, it does wean out those that obviously, well, first of all, unfortunately, those that couldn't afford it, one, but two, those yes. that just, you know, the, like, if, you know, the richer people who just also just um, don't want to spend money on a, like that much money on a poor team, they, you know, yeah. it, it, it brings the real fans out that could that again that can afford it um but it really does you do kind of have to be like to to pay a lot for a team that you know is going to suck uh on the ice (laughs) because the coyotes are not good uh it, it takes like a certain level and it's a mixture of being a more diehard fan and having the money and you could be very die hard and not having much money. You can have a lot of money. Uh, and maybe you're less die hard, but either way, like there's that good mix and we're getting like a, a really good atmosphere from that. Um, it'll be interesting to see if that continues because the Boston game had a lot of Boston fans, but you know, there definitely been the game we went to against the jets. I think that was predominantly coyotes fans. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I I saw a couple Jets fans out there, but yeah, a know. couple, but overwhelmingly, in a way that you don't typically see at a Coyotes home game, the Coyotes fans have outnumbered. And I will fans. say this: the Boston Bruins fan um, showing, I believe, could be an offshoot because this was discussed in a fan group that you know, and it makes a lot of sense. I looked at the schedule and everything like that. It makes sense that Boston fans love to travel if, you know, if there's a reason to do so. The Bruins, the Boston Bruins, the Boston Celtics, and the New England Patriots all visiting Arizona in a span of a couple of days. Um, so, like, why not if you see, say, let's just see all of our teams in one weekend Get away from the frigid cold of New of Boston, Massachusetts, and go to Arizona for a weekend. Yeah, I mean that's reason enough. It's it's December in Boston. Uh, I've read Infinite Jest. It does not sound fun, uh, and there's a reason why. There's this part with the Arizona Cardinals in that book, uh, but yeah. Who knows? That that could be it. It could be Boston is a really good team, an original six team, so you got a lot of bandwagon fans. Who knows? Um, but either way, um, it's just the start of a really interesting season at the mullet. I'll also say get ready because snowbird season is here. So you'll see other fans from other teams. Yeah, that'll, that's the thing. Way to, way to end this on the down note. <laughs> oh, I got it. Yeah, I just had to do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. It's, it's no birds. <laughs> Anyways, though, that's going to be it for today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcast, including on YouTube. You can interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash locked on coyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore coyotes. I'm personally at Robin underscore Leonio. 
Carl Pavlock is at Carl Pavlock at, at H. Interact with us, ask a question that you might have, we might answer right back. We're on a future episode of the Locked On Coyote Podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Ah!